podcast where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. And I'm producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 110, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. With spring here, are you looking to improve your home but have no equity? Look to Milltown Credit Union's unsecured home improvement loan. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to be sharing some events from the Weekly Good News newsletter. We're going to talk about the new Lime Scooters, and then we're going to have a chat with the folks from Leadership Launch. We're going to round things out with another riveting game of Everett Community College trivia. So let's do it. Let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Henry, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? Oh, sure. Uh, Basketball is back in Everett since the explosion. Remember the Everett explosion? Exactly. (laughs) Everett explosion. They were a a basketball team that played at uh, now Angel of the Winds Arena, then like Everett Event Center. Really? Yeah, for like two seasons. Was that kind of like the, there was a lacrosse too for a while, right? Yeah, the stealth. Oh yeah, the stealth. Yeah. Stealth. And then we had an arena football team, uh, the Raptors. Oh really? Yeah. None of those are. None of them exist Mm. anymore. But this team does exist and they are three-time WNBA champions the Seattle Stormer opening their season here as the key arena gets renovated against the Phoenix Mercury Saturday at 12:30 PM. It'll be broadcast on ABC, which is very cool. Awesome. Um, so ESPN will be here and it's going to be pretty wild. I hope that there's tickets still available. I don't know. I want to go. I haven't been able to get that with the fisherman's festival festivities happening. Understood. I want to go real bad though. So if anybody's got the hookup, let me know. Henry at MiltonCreativeCo.com. There you go. (laughs) How about you, Tyler? Um, Let's see. Thursday, 4 p.m., there's a Waterfront Place community open house at the Port of Everett. So we're going to learn about what's happening at the Port of Everett and uh, the Waterfront Place. And, um, yeah, I'm just so intrigued about what the HAPS is down there, I feel like. Really looking forward to the waterfront, all the development down there, and I don't know, Grand Avenue Park footbridge going in, and I think I'll be able to walk down there. So, yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, it's exciting, for sure. Uh, I'm going to share about a children's book launch coming up this Tuesday. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Wow, you can't. Cause I this can't. Is, it's Wednesday, Garrett. you got to pick something now That's on right. the fly. What are you going to do? Dang it. Uh, you could do Food Truck Friday. You could do... Jeez um, <laughs> Louise. You could do Pressure the Man. What yeah. are you going to do, Garrett? What are you going to do? Your not. kid can't even read anyway, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even That's go, why the picture books are you can't good. Even go to that. Yeah, I'll plug the, uh, the the food truck Friday down at the uh, Port of Everett. You can grab some grub from a variety of different food trucks and dine al fresco uh, on your lunch break. It starts Friday at 11 a.m. And uh, I certainly have food trucks on the brain because we just launched our announcement for the Everett Food Truck Festival uh, this August 24th. Uh, and we're also doing the Yum Run 5K for the first time ever this year. So... Uh, yeah, we're super excited about all that. Uh, this is a total side plug, but since I already started, I might as well finish it. You can you learn should, more yep. at liveineverett.com slash yum. Y-U-M. That's right. Yep. 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 You know, Henry. Um, That's what you picked out for this. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> I saw your mom at a Fisherman's Village. And she doesn't know who you are. She never will. You know, it's the weirdest damn thing, man. I've known you since high school. And every time I meet her, she's like, hey, I'm Henry's mom. And I'm like, no joke. Speaking of jokes, she told me that I made her laugh on the podcast, though. Oh, that's good. So now, like, my every week when I enter the podcast dojo, I'm going to set out to try to make your mom laugh. That's my new goal. It's, it's so funny because I have a, a vivid memory of us when we were like eighteen, nineteen, standing in my living room looking at um radiohead's hail to the thief mm-hmm. 
and my mom was there because she bought it for me at like Sam Goody or something. Oh yeah, and brought it home for me. And we were looking at it, and then we went out to like Don's or something later that night. But she was there. Yeah, you've come over to my mm-hmm. parents' house tons, tons of times. Yeah. So mom, get it together. <laughs> That's what we picked out for this week. <laughs> for more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveandever.com/slash/subscribe. Okay, this week's Life in Everett hot button issue, the Lime Scooters. They have descended on downtown Everett. They came out last Friday. We went to the commencement ceremony, which I think is the most hilarious title for a scooter launch, the Lime Scooter commencement ceremony. Last Friday, it was pouring down rain. We got to rip around some scooters. Garrett went to, uh, he took one home from Fisherman's Village. And drove through the main stage crowd. (laughs) Yeah, RC made me do it. Did you ride it through this crowd or did you walk it? I pushed it. it. Oh, nice. Okay. The best was, I saw, you didn't see me, but I saw you because I was standing right by the gate and you had to go like behind the stage to get the scooter and you're coming out and the scooter's got the light on and you're like pushing it and you got this like goofy grin on your face and you like (laughs) walked past me. And um, RC was there, and I just looked at RC, and I was like, "That's my boss." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was started cracking scoot- up. And he's like, "I hope he gets home okay." <laughs> it was, it was pretty embarrassing. I wish I could have like turned the light off. You know, everyone's trying to watch the concert. And I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I'm just this nerd pushing a scooter through the crowd, shining a light in everybody's faces." <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> but uh, you know, it worked out really nicely though, because uh, my wife and child were were. Uh, able to drive home earlier at their convenience and then uh, yeah I just waited until there was only one scooter left and then that's how I knew it was time for me to go home I just grabbed the last scooter you didn't have to take an uber you didn't have to walk yeah Yeah. it took me I traveled 1.6 miles in 11 minutes and it cost me three dollars and 75 cents oh wow that's pretty good plus you got to ride a fun little scooter yeah totally did did you feel safe when riding the scooter uh, I did, you know, the only thing that I don't feel real safe about is, uh, you know, it's like that, that little wheel. Like, I feel like I have to keep both hands on the handlebar. Like I'm just not super used to it yet. And I feel like whenever I take a hand off, especially if I'm going fast, I feel like the wheel, the handlebars are just going to like oh, turn yeah. on me. Um, so for like hand signaling, hand signaling and whatnot for following the rules of the road, that's the only thing that makes me a little nervous is just having to take a hand off of the handlebars. I woke up on Saturday morning and there was a scooter parked right in front of my house, kind of leaned into my bushes. And, um, it felt like that episode of South park with the scooters, how they just like follow you and appear in random places. But the funny thing is, is I looked out my window later that morning and my neighbor kid who is like in the fifth or sixth grade, was just ripping it up and down the street. <laughs> His uh, parents, you know, unlocked it with the app and just let him ride it around, and which I think is illegal. I think you're supposed to be 18 to ride him, but I didn't say anything to him because he was having a great time. Yes. Yeah, so what do you guys think of the scooters? And I know we also um, asked on Instagram what people thought, so we'll, we'll get into those comments as well. But yeah, I want to hear from you guys too. I right. definitely. Yeah. Oh, go go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. Okay, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely, I'm pro scooter. I'm going to take this stance right now. Um, I Henry's think, pro scooter. Got I it. think it's great for people who don't have a car, for people who want to just kind of cruise downtown. And, you know, I don't know. Like, it's Everett's got hills. Sometimes it sucks to walk up and down them. And this is an easy way to, to get to the top of Hewitt and to the bottom of Hewitt and everywhere in between. Um, I took one home the first day that they came out, I guess. Yeah. I took one home for lunch and it was fantastic. I had such a great time. Yeah. And yeah, it's just nice to be like, okay, I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to go home. I'll spend like $3 or whatever and just like zip up the street and I won't use my car. Totally. For the day, you know? Yeah. I had a ton of fun riding it on Friday morning, even though it was pouring down rain and I was surprised at how fast they go. They totally are, um, can go uphill just fine. The brakes work well, easy to unlock. L- slightly slower going uphill, but yeah, yeah. They, they do go uphill. Yeah, they still, yeah, they go uphill. You don't need to like push them uphill. They'll do it. We still need to test them on the steep hills, but that's for a living ever video later on. Um, I think that it is up to, I think people are going to be jerks sometimes with them. And I think it's up to line. It's up to, people ultimately to not be jerks if we want to, cause it's a trial period. It's a 90 day trial period. Um, people 
are going to do dumb stuff. I believe somebody wrecked one while drunk on Friday night, like not even 12 hours yeah. after they were out. That and was so, the rumor. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a rumor, right? So that stuff's going to happen. And like Lyme will just have to be on their game to just like make sure they don't end up in people's yards or, you know, thrown through windows or whatever, you know, but I think they're great. Like I'm so excited to be able to like walk to work. And then if I don't feel like walking home for lunch to just be able to zip home on the scooter, like you said. Yeah. It's like a, it's a fun thing. And I learned through our Instagram um, replies that they have a low income fee as well. Like that's awesome plan. Uh, Lime does so it's more accessible to a lot more people than I originally thought because it's pretty expensive. I think that's the only downside. Twenty five cents a minute, yeah. You can't ride them every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could if you're, you know, rich Uncle Pennybanks or whatever. But well, it would yeah, be cheaper it than up. it would be cheaper than owning a car. You know, if you were just commuting, right? Because you would have car insurance. You, yeah, you know, you're required to have car insurance, gas, maintenance. Yeah, there's all there's that a lot stuff of vari- the there's a lot of variables there. Yeah, for me, to ride home and back was about like six dollars, but a gallon of gas that will get me thirty plus miles is three and change. That's kind of how I look at it. It's like, will I get more out of this than I would on a tank of gas or on a on a gallon of gas? Not really. No, but you don't have car insurance. You don't have brakes. You don't have oil changes. You don't have any of that stuff. Exactly, exactly. And you don't have to care. You don't have to maintain anything. It's your, it's, you know, totally. public, public use. The, the tricky thing too, though, is if you're going anywhere outside of downtown and um, let's say you're going to go into work or you're yeah. going to go in to uh, run an errand, if you don't want the meter to keep running and having to pay for all the time while you're, you know, doing your errands, um, there's a good chance it's not going to be there when yeah, you're ready totally. to go. That's a good and point. so, you know, there's a lot of variables and nuances, I, I think, when thinking about it possibly re- replacing a car. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, but there's a lot of positives that, that they also, offer, though, I think. you know, when it's pouring down rain, it's not like you're it's not <laughs> protected fun. by the elements, you know, right? <laughs> And I do think that in terms of like, so there's also Lime bikes. I think the scooters are great. I heard um, one of my female colleagues say that she prefers the scooters because she can ride those in a dress or like flowy pants without having to worry about them getting caught in a chain. Right. And in heels or, you know, boots or whatever, you know. Right, right. So, you don't have to, to dress to ride. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, one of the shortcomings that I've noticed immediately now that they've been around for a couple of days is that they don't really make it out into the neighborhoods, and when they do, they all get round out by the by the Lime Squad and put back into downtown, so you can't really ride them to work, at least for me. Like, they don't really make it into Port Gardner. They kind of do, but not really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it'd be... It would, I mean, if we pass this and we are, you know, responsible enough as... Everettites, Evertonians to have these scooters in town. It'd be cool to get like maybe a hundred more. <laughs> so just so that it can be like in the neighborhoods a little bit more, more people have access to them. Totally. I do like, um, because I live by the college, there always seems to be a couple by the college. Right. So, but they're all the way on 10th and Wetmore, which is like three blocks from my house. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to walk three blocks to get a scooter. That's the way I felt. There was one at like the <laughs> at the park by my house, and it's like two blocks away. And I was like, man, I don't want to go over there. That sucks. <laughs> give me convenience or give me death. Exactly. Um, that's a great... Isn't that a Dead Kennedys record? Yeah. Nice. So we got a bunch of responses on um, Instagram. We reached out to people on the gram and asked, how do you feel about Lime Scooters downtown? So, you know, pretty, pretty positive. People are pretty positive about it. Um, somebody said it feels like progress. Uh, hopefully we get e-bikes next and they're fun to, they're fun to like get around on. And yeah, speaking of progress, one thing that I saw, um, a friend had commented on social media was, uh, talking about how this could be a gateway, uh, for just having, more people uh, commuting and transporting themselves, not using cars, and hopefully cars being more mindful just in general um, of alternative forms of transportation. Uh, Because I feel like right now we are such a car-centric city. 
uh, and I know I've been guilty of this too. Uh, a lot of the times when we're driving, we're, we're not doing a great job of, of looking out for, uh, pedestrians and bicyclists or people on scooters or things of that nature. Totally. And hopefully, yeah, becoming more of a, a non motorized friendly city, I think would be cool. Rosemary Jones says that adding scooters when there's a lack of biking infrastructure is an interesting move in her opinion, though she's not opposed to them. Uh, but she thinks there will be some bugs to work out if they stay. I agree with that. Maybe the, the scooters, if they're popular and the market is sort of like responding to them, it will force Everett to develop some more uh, infrastructure for non-motorized transportation. Uh, DFAB05 said not so much. They're littered all over, which I haven't really seen. I haven't seen the litter part. Yeah, I do know I was walking down the sidewalk and I had to like walk around them several times, which for me is an able-bodied, you know, person who mm-hmm. is fine. I think if somebody was in a wheelchair or elderly, it'd be a different story. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a, a two-part thing I've heard people talk about. There, there's one leaving it in the middle of the, the sidewalk or, or a ramp where it can actually prevent someone from traveling who, um, you know, if they're in a wheelchair or something. And then there's just the, uh, the, the visual, you know, aesthetic that I think some people just don't like that in general, just seeing them, you know, even if they're properly parked, you know, to the side of the sidewalk where it's not blocking the walkway or anything, but just the side of these scooters kind of sprinkled around. I think some people just don't like that at all. That's what Brandon underscore MCG underscore said good idea but it looks trashy with how they are left thrown or on the ground or th- how they are left or thrown on the ground which totally. i agree how much of a hot take here how much of a dullard do you have to be to like leave that thing in the middle of the sidewalk how you gotta, you gotta inept, be pretty advanced dullard like how inept do you have to be and not think about like your fellow human or citizen to just be like oh i'm just gonna leave this right here in the middle of the sidewalk do you leave a bike in the middle of the sidewalk yeah. do you leave a stroller in the middle of the sidewalk do you leave your mom in the middle of the sidewalk no <laughs> well, so why would you leave the scooter in the middle of the sidewalk so i think that like our friend group that we roll around with and like our peers are like really thoughtful people generally I don't think that that is like normal (laughs) though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that to sound rude or elitist at all. I just think that a lot of people aren't considerate. It's because we're not really socialized to be considerate. We're socialized to like, um, be selfish and like live in the moment and all this stuff. So it's like, okay, I'm done with the scooter, put the kickstand down. People aren't thinking about that. Somebody else is going to have to walk around it. Right, right. Yeah, so, I, I guess so. Well, that but makes But they need me sad. to. We want them to. Like, you know, and yes. this is part of these conversations and, you know, virtuous living and things. But uh, JB Swoopa says, don't ride if you done pay. And um, I agree with that. You meant don't ride if you don't pay, which I've seen people don't, like kicking them around when they haven't paid for them. Don't ride if you done pay. Yep. Um, we're going to put Agreed. that on, on a t shirt now. <laughs> Um, anything, well, we do have a voicemail from Dan Ernesty to get to, um, about our empty Everett show that we did the other week. So is there anything, anything, any closing statements from the floor about the, the future of Lime scooters in Everett? You're not technically supposed to ride them on the sidewalks. I've pretty much only seen people riding them on the sidewalks. Um, which I get, it's scary to ride in the road. A lot of people ride bikes on sidewalks. I think the cops have been pretty chill with it since they're new, but, um, I think Alex Mancini did leave a comment that um, he thinks it's hypocritical. The bikes and skateboards aren't allowed to ride on the sidewalks, but scooters are. So technically speaking, I believe scooters are not on, allowed on the sidewalks. Yeah, and um, then that's a real easy ticket totally. for Everett PD. So I'm sure that they will they will find you and they will stop you. So just ride it ride it how you would a bike. Downtown, totally. Or somebody opens like a business door into you or you hit somebody on the sidewalk it's like be safe you know everybody be safe yep so one thing uh real quick i wanted to mention that i think is very interesting is anything other than a bicycle uh in downtown everett the downtown core central business district has always been uh, illegal to ride at all Um, like there's an actual rcw that um, explains it even on the street even on the street, uh, 
which is awesome. So it always makes me feel like a criminal when I want to ride my skateboard. Yeah, I didn't know and, that. Yeah. So it's really interesting, obviously, now that we've uh, got the city and mayor uh, endorsing the scooters, uh, riding them in downtown Everett, that I hope that means I'm allowed to ride my skateboard in downtown Everett now. One time I <laughs> asked um, Bernardi if I could ride my skateboard in in town and he told me I could ride it anywhere that a bicycle was allowed. That would make sense. So, yeah. I've always thought that that is exactly how it should be. And hopefully it's going that direction. I don't know if this RCW has been changed or maybe if these scooters end up, if they end up going beyond this 90 day, uh, pilot trial, if, if that law will change. Um, but I, I think it should, that, that would be good. Well, let's take a listen to that Dan Ernesty. He's like our point guy now. Like we can just like call upon Dan Ernesty and Dan Ernesty will appear in some form. Yeah. Later down the road. Yeah. As the city's uh, economic development director, I'm very glad that we're able to have such uh, good open lines with him. And uh, he, he's the one to talk to about this uh, development type stuff. Dan so. is the nicest person too. Like I was on stage setting up for fishermen's, like getting my pedals up and he, uh, like getting everything going and he walked up to the stage and was like, just like so freaking nice. You know, he's like, hey, I'm excited to see you play. Been hearing you talk about your band on the podcast. I'm like, Dan, you're such a nice guy. Well, we'll be ta- like Dan. Yeah. We'll take a listen to this voicemail left by our best bro, Dan. Hey, this is Dan. Ernesty. I just listened to the, uh, the piece about empty storefronts down in Everett downtown. And I just wanted to say, Garrett, you did a good job of kind of summarizing it. You know, it really comes down to every property has its own little story. Sometimes it can be a, a real economic one. Sometimes it can be just family members that don't get along with each other. Um, other times it's neglectful landlords. Um, a lot of the spaces in Everett are older buildings, and to bring them up to code, there's not only the cost of the rent, but also the cost of of bringing them up to code, and that's especially true of restaurants. Uh, they just have so many uh, requirements for plumbing and venting and so forth that it might be hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars just to bring the space up to up to um, current standards. Uh, so all of those things are factoring into it. The uh, in order to go after the city to go after neglectful landlords, you got to do a community renewal area and uh, declare a property as being blighted, and specifically health and safety blight, um, and uh, and or landlord neglect. And uh, we will be economic development director, namely me, will be <laughs> bringing to council hopefully with the fair support um, uh, ordinance to designate the Metro Everett area as uh, as a community renewal area. And so that would give the uh, city council the ability to, to go after um, properties if, if there's been a history of neglect and, or health and safety um, violations. Think of like rats and beetles, that kind of stuff. So, um, Hope that helps. That was a very long voicemail, but it was, uh, it's, you know, near and dear to my heart to see every single storefront vibrantly used downtown. And I think, you know, Craig Scottdale's comment on density is, is right on. Um, Everett built out in a time when there was a real boom and, um, it, it's really big. Downtown Everett's pretty big grid for how many people there are. And, and we could use some more housing in downtown just to, uh, just to put more people on the street 24-7. So I think that's ultimately the thing that we need and we should be supporting. And I should say just in downtown Everett, but it's probably, you know, the, the riverfront property as well as the waterfront property both will add to the sheer numbers of people that are just willing to do business and shop and eat and uh, get their hair cut in downtown. Talk to you later. 
Cool. Well, hey, thanks, Dan, for thanks, Dan. calling in and sharing that extra context about all the empty uh, storefronts in downtown Everett. That was uh, very helpful to hear. Uh, well, hey, we would love to hear from you guys, just like Dan called in and, and left us a, a voicemail from our conversation the other week. We'd also love to hear from you on the Lime Scooters. What do you think? Drop us a line through social media, or you can leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. And we'll be right back with our interview with members from Leadership Launch. At Washington State University Everett, students who complete their first two years at any community college, including Running Start and College in the Classroom, can transfer to WSU Everett to earn a bachelor's degree in one of our in-demand programs in engineering, communication, business, and agriculture. Learn more at everett.wsu.edu. We're closer than you think. Well, hey, everybody. Garrett and Henry J. here, and we are very excited today in the studio uh, we have some folks here from a local nonprofit called Leadership Launch. Uh, we have Frank, Sheila, and Glenda here. And you guys kind of represent um, the students of Leadership Launch perfectly because I know that it's for students uh, ninth grade through first year of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we're, we're going to talk about uh, Leadership Launch today and what that is and some cool stuff you guys have going on. But first, uh, why don't each of you introduce yourselves, let us know uh, what grade you're in and uh, what school you each go to. Um, well, I'm Frank. I'm, I'm a Mariner. I'm a senior at Mariner. And, you know, I've been in Leadership Launch. This is my first year, and I've really enjoyed it. You know, it's something something new, something I've really never tried before. And I've just kind of been going with it and learning so much with it. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, my name is Sheila, and I go to University of Washington Bothell. And I'm this is my first year of college. Um, I'm Glenda, and I'm a freshman in high school. I go to Kamiak. Awesome. So what is Leadership Launch? Um, so Leadership Launch is a nonprofit organization that helps um, high school students get experiences in the world. Um, we do a lot of community engagement, volunteering, um, learning about leadership skills. Yeah, it's kind of just bringing a lot of students that might not have the opportunity to like do this stuff and kind of bringing students to a place of equity and allowing them to experience all these like, new there's so many there's so much stuff to do around the area so it's just you know, it's a great way to bring students in teach them about servant leadership and just building their own skills that you know could help them in college and high school and just so much other stuff like that very cool and i'm curious uh, what motivated each of you to to join how, how did you hear about it did somebody have to twist your arm <laughs> well i guess for me it was more of a kind of like it hit me like someone realized that I was doing something in the community. Rachel, um, the founder of Leadership Launch, she she came up to me and she was like, "Yeah, a lot of people are saying that you do, you're doing good stuff around here. You're helping out. You're like you're a great person, and you know you'd be interested. It'd be great for you to join." And that's kind of it was like whoa, you know, it was like a whoa. It's like someone's actually realizing that I'm doing it's like I'm I'm doing stuff because like, it's something that I really haven't like notice that people actually like pay attention to what I'm doing and you know like see that I'm doing good stuff so that's kind of what prompted me to come join you know try it out uh for me I was uh I first saw Rachel through Key Club because uh she was the Kiwanis Kiwanis for our school and um every time I saw Rachel like she would be talking about leadership launch and I'll be like oh Ooh, what's what's that? And then the next thing I know, uh, my teacher, Mr. Bales, he nominated me. And I was like, you nominated me? I was like, whoa, what? And it's been... Um, so I wanted to join because um, coming from a family that didn't go to college, and during that time, my junior year, I felt really lost. And Rachel was there with open arms, and she said, like, you know, you're welcome to join our program and I was like really I'm like me and like I saw this as a like a opportunity and for me like opportunities are very very um, important to me and so I saw it and I took it and I'm always thankful for Rachel. Um, For me so eighth grade year I did advanced leadership so it was basically where we planned a lot of the assemblies that happened at school um, and my teacher, Ms. Scott, who I had for two years, um, she was just like, oh, you'd be really good for this program. And I just didn't really think about it. I was just like, okay. 
Um, but I didn't. I wanted to go into high school with a support system than just high school, than just people in high school. And so uh, Rachel came and did a presentation. And so when she did the presentation, she's like, I, because you know, I was making everybody laugh. You know, I was the class clown, still am. But um, so I was making everybody laugh. And she was like, Oh, you should really join this program. And so then Miss um, Scout, Miss Scott actually um, nominated me and I did the interview. And one of the things Rachel was surprised about is that I knew my plan and I knew what I was gonna do in life. So I think that made me stand out. Which is what, what do you wanna do? Um, so I'm kind of like, uh, like midlife crisis kind of, even though I'm 14. <laughs> because like, <laughs> um, because I wanna go into business and marketing and beauty and fashion, but I also wanna be um, a lawyer, like, a criminal rights lawyer and helping people who were wrongfully com- convicted. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Whichever one of those paths you go down or maybe you find a way to fuse them together. Those are you know, yeah. some cool directions for sure. And I know you guys have uh, an event coming up. We Are Culture uh, coming up on, uh, I believe it's June 2nd. Mm-hmm. Tell us more yes. about that. Well, a couple of things you need to know about We Are Culture is that this kind of came up out of an idea that we wanted to kind of bring unity within our community. And one of the things we just noticed is that a lot of people, a lot of groups of people are kind of in their own individual groups and stuff. And that there wasn't no really connection between other, like especially cultural groups. And there was just kind of this like division between them. Um, so we are culture. Um, we're, it's like about um, a day where we're going to have um, performances um, and a fashion show and other um, um, and food from different um, parts of the globe um, and also like this uh, we're going to have booths also um, talking about um, with organizations that will be talking about um, what they're about and what they do in the community um, but the most important part is like, it's not just like a multicultural night. Um, it's more than that. It's, it's, um, a, uh, we're starting conversations in this one. We're trying to involve the audience and have them share their piece of their story of where they come from and the, their struggles and what, um, they go through. Um, yeah, kind of like what we said earlier is that. It came out of an idea that we saw community, like communities of cultures and everything kind of distant and kind of, you know, it's like with their own. And like Sheila knows a lot more about that because she said uh, she was talking to me earlier about how she kind of is more into like she'll stick with her like Vietnamese friends. And that's kind of how she like that's who she sticks with. And yeah, to, ex- <laughs> to expand <laughs> on that. Um, well, for me, like I noticed, like growing up, I was like usually surround. I surround myself with Vietnamese people because that's my comfort zone. Like um, they speak the same language, they eat the same food as me, um, and so I like naturally I thought, oh, it's easier to connect with Vietnamese people. But then I realized when I went to Mariner High School, it's a diverse group of people, and I'm like, whoa, like I. I haven't interacted with people from different parts of the world, and I come into Leadership Launch, and we are also a diverse um, group of people. We have um, Latinx, we have African American, we have Congolese, we have Gambian, we have Cambodian, Filipino, Native American, and it just really like opened my perspective, and it made me realize that I need to reach out to um, people from different parts of the world more. Um, so that's why we thought about We Are Culture um, because we wanted to unite the community um, by being able to share our differences, share our stories. You know, like actually talk about it, you know, talk, yeah. be able to have this conversation. Like, because that's the one thing I think all of us kind of saw that not many multicultural events actually go to the point it's more of a let's eat food let's like watch some performances and you know just kind of go for our day but that's something we wanted to kind of bring out in this event is that it's more of a discussion it's more of a something 
where we can all share like our different perspectives on each like topics that we're going to introduce and just talk about it and get to know more people get to understand why people think a certain way why people think this because of their culture or because of you know whatever their differences may be and that's something because in elementary we had a multicultural night and i just always felt like there was something missing when it comes to multicultural i felt like first of all the food was like it was i you know it wasn't that good <laughs> i just felt like everything was just kind of like plain and i was just like what is missing and i thought that in the second grade so it's crazy now that i'm in the ninth grade and i'm planning an event that's having that missing factor highlighted so are you three and the rest of the um, leadership launch crew, are you guys doing all the work and planning this thing? Yeah, it's student-led. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And is this a, a fundraiser? Um, not really. Not really. It's, not... it's a free event. Okay. Yeah. It's a free event. Cool. Yeah, like we, like we said earlier, we really want to just highlight the whole aspect of creating conversation in our community and being able to open new portals to new discussions and new questions and just you know something different something different than just a celebration more it's more you know something a step up you know they're trying to step it up yeah and this is at the rose hill community center yeah, yeah. it'll be at rose hill very cool mm-hmm. nice yeah that sounds awesome and do you guys do a lot of events or is this like a an, an annual thing we do one every year because okay. we do launch projects because one of the points of our organization is community engagement and the way we do that and show that and demonstrate that is through our launch projects and last year you did like a mobile dentist office mobile dental day so it was basically where adults could go get their teeth fixed and everything you know dental care but also we had um activities for kids um we had like soccer we had opportunities for them to win prizes and different things like that do you like putting together these events yeah they're a lot of fun yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stressful, but they're really fun. They're know? really it's something, fun. It's, it's something different. Like I, I, a year ago, I don't think I would have like been thinking that I would have been doing something like this. You know, something. Yeah, I thought I would be sitting at home watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, I mean, we're putting together a food truck festival right now, and that's pretty. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah, pretty hefty. Wow, so nice. like, yeah, it is stressful, but it's fun to see it. Like mm-hmm. when you finally like roll it out to the world, and you see people interact yeah. and yeah. get excited for it. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. Um, so that is June 2nd from, it looks like 4.30 to 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Rose Hill Community Center. Oh, yes, definitely. Awesome. And we have a three to four bonus booth hour where we'll have organizations and sponsors advertise what they do th- okay. through their programs. From yeah. three to four. Three to four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Uh, to shift gears a little bit, I'm curious to hear from each of you, uh, what do you love most about Leadership Launch? I like the relationships. Like, we all generally like each other. Like, sometimes we disagree and we argue, but at the end, we all love each other and it's fun. It's not like a business formal thing, you know what I mean? Like, we go over to Rachel's house and we eat food, but then we know when it's business and we know when it's time to have fun. And I think that's my best, my favorite part. For me, um, what I love about Leadership Launch is that it's a safe place for us to be vulnerable and to really um, show who we are and really like go deeper into, you know, go into, go in deeper into our stories. And we're able to share that with the people here at Leadership Launch because they created a open, safe space for us all. Yeah, kind of sim to me, like it's, it's, it's been like an, it's just a new opportunity to try something I, I think that can help me and just, it's somewhere where I can kind of showcase who I am and showcase the skills I have, but also expand on my on skills I need to improve on because there's so, there's so much I need to improve on as well. But it's just you know it's something a new opportunity that I it's like something that I can just build off and grow from. So that's that's really why I like leadership launch because it's allowed me to open my eyes to a lot of new things. Very cool, awesome. Um, so before we uh, wrap up here, um, what has Leadership Launch given you? Ooh, that's a that's even a question now. I like I don't I feel I don't have a full answer, but for me so far, it's just kind of okay. There's kind of two parts to it. It's like one, it's definitely given me an eye-opening view of just what the surrounding world and kind of just a push into what the adult world is right like how how sheila was saying that it gives you connections and networks they give you networks and just gives you so many opportunities and that's 
as a high school student, especially a senior, that's something I really haven't had my whole high school experience. And it's just something great and something that I don't think I can ever take back that all these new meeting new people, meeting, going to new places. And that's just one part. The other part is also definitely giving like me a kick in the butt because it's kind of shown me who I am, but also kind of what I need to work on and what I need to improve on, you know, especially whether A, be communication, whether it be with committing to this, committing to that, or just being able to know when I can talk, when I can just you know, being myself. And that's something I think that Leadership Launch has given me and it's something that I've been able to, you know, get from it. So, yeah. Um, for me, Leadership Launch has given me another family. Um, and I think a lot of other students can relate um, because not a lot of us have like a lot of relatives nearby or sometimes we don't have um, family that support us in what we do. And um, for Leadership Launch, they're always there to um, support and cheer you on, like whether it's like a basketball game, whether it's um, going to performances and the other, like the other time, they like they all came to see my pageant, and it was just very. It just made me feel very blessed to have leadership launch because um, they um, they give so much love, they give so much opportunities and wisdom and knowledge, and yeah. Um, for me, um, it's given me an opportunity to display the things that I'm good at. And definitely has given me more worth to myself because I've always felt like I had a stick in one box and I feel like with leadership launch you're forced to get out of your comfort zone um, but in a good way um, I think it also made me realize how me as a one person I can affect a lot of people from what I just say or what I um, how I react to things and I think that's really cool definitely yeah very nice. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much for coming in and sharing with us today. Um, thanks so much for uh, what you guys are doing. It's really, really cool. Keep up the great work. All right. So along with uh, a few of the students uh, from Leadership Launch today, we also have the executive director and founder, Rachel Kittle, with us. Uh, thanks for joining us, Rachel. Thank you for having me. And uh, could you share a little bit about the mission of Leadership Launch? Absolutely. Our mission is to empower, equip, and engage student leaders from a place of equity. And we work with students from ninth grade through first year of college. I'm right now in the Mukilteo School District, and we're hoping to expand in the next year or two. Um, and we do character training, educational achievement, and community engagement. Nice. Very cool. And um, I know you have the We Are Culture event uh, coming up. Uh, can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. So I, I'm really excited about this event and with our students, um, you know, the community engagement piece of leadership launch is to identify a need in our community and then for the students to do something about that need. And so the, this discussion started around um, our students saying, we feel like everywhere we look, there is an us versus them society. And they said, it's not us versus them. It's just us. We are culture. And that came from one of our students' mouths. And as you realize on the event, that's the name of our event. Um, and the we went through several hours of discussion um, with Sheila, who who's here today, and some other students about the purpose. Because their mission statement this year is to create a stronger community by bringing people together. And so, with this event, we said, "How are you? How are how are we going to do this?" And that's where this conversation piece started. And the whole idea is to break down cultural barriers and increase empathy through conversations and that's the goal for this event um, which I think is kind of a fun and fresh take on this and so with everything that we're doing at the event it's with that purpose in mind to create a stronger community by bringing people together so you know people will get up and move and go to different um parts of the room that are by continent really uh, and eat different food and engage in different conversation and we have some really cool partners um, we have Mayor Franklin Mayor Gregerson we have Jerry Ebola Rosa who's the new director of equity for the Mukilteo School District coming we actually have Linda's father-in-law coming also to do a Native American acknowledgement and and drumming um, 
Our very own Linda Warbonnet? Yes, All your right. very own, who is who is one of leader, like our mentors for Leadership Launch. And we value her and just all that she has done for our program. But she's amazing. But yeah, so we have some just really, really cool partners who are engaging in this. And then we're doing, we're matching adults with students to be table hosts and doing training with them. And so it's just a really cool way, again, even with the facilitation of all, all of this from the MCs, it's adults and students matching together from the community to just say, hey, we care about this let's come together and do something and it's even a potluck so people who come are bringing food right this is really a student-led event and that's where we got to instead of charging a ticket price it's free and we're asking people to bring something to share very cool yeah that sounds awesome and that's sunday june 2nd at the rose hill community center yes we got a co-sponsorship grant from the city of Muckleteo to have it there for free very nice. It starts at four from four thirty to eight thirty. Four thirty to eight thirty, um, and the first part will be some speaking and the discussion piece, and then we're going to take a break actually um, because our Muslim friends um, observing Ramadan that we want to make an announcement that we'll, we're in, we will be entering into the entertainment portion of the night. And so if people need to leave, that would be their time to do so. And then we do entertainment, uh, including fashion show and uh, international dance party to end the night. And then, of course, for those people who just want more and to know the resources in the community, come out to our bonus booth hour from three to four, learn about awesome organizations doing great work and youth organizations in the area. And for me, it's like a beautiful way to, um, you know, people are looking for youth to get on commun- committees and councils all the time, and our youth are looking for the same thing. So just a great way to bring people together who are interested in the same thing to hopefully spur on long-lasting projects and an impact. Very nice. And lastly, who is Leadership Launch for, and how can people learn more about it? So, so Leadership Launch is for students who want to make an impact in their community, uh, but who could also benefit from extra resources, opportunities, and support. And we're, we work with our students for five years, so we are looking for a particular type of student who wants to do the work, take advantage of these opportunities, get connected with leaders, because our whole goal is to train up young leaders to bring change within their own communities, schools, families, and ultimately our community. And so if people want to be involved in Leadership Launch, there are plenty of ways um, through, we actually do accountability and support coaches that come in and help our students. We do mentoring, we can sign up for to bring food through meal train, um, speakers, touring, there's lots and lots of ways. So you can email me, rachel at leadershiplaunch.org, visit our website, um, www.leadershiplaunch.org or our Facebook page. And yeah, we'd be happy to, to share more about what we're doing and our students who are remarkable and really going to be the future leaders of Snohomish County. Awesome. I love it. Well, thanks for all the work you're doing and uh, yeah, keep it up. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's your time to save at Judd and Black Appliances Memorial Day Sale. Find incredible savings on thousands of in-stock appliances and grills right now and save your cash with 18-month financing. Don't miss the Memorial Day Sale going on now at Judd and Black, your hometown appliance store. It is time for Everett Trivia. We're running down Everett Community College trivia questions. I believe, Garrett, you still have a three-question lead, I want to say. Yes. So, congrats. Thank you. Let's keep it that way. All right. Ready? First question. What percent of EVCC students are students of color? 10%, 17%, 22%, or 31%? Students of color at EVCC, what percentage? Would you like those numbers again? Nope, I wrote them down. Thank you, Henry. No problem. Thank you very much. I'm trying to be a good game show host. I have no idea, but I do have a guess. You got an I'm going to guess that? 31%. I went with 17%. 31%. Chisholm principle oh again. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, for one, it's called the Chisholm method. Method. And, um, yeah, 31%, that would be like 3.1 humans out of 10, which I feel like is... When I was a student there just a couple of years ago, that's right, you know? So This one is easy, I feel. I don't know. It might be hard for you. For an idiot like me? For an idiot like you. What was Everett Community College's original name? 
Everett Junior College, Everett University, good old EU, City of Everett College, or Everett Research Academy. The OG it's, name. I thought it was the Everett Research and Space Travel uh, Beat the Russians Academy, but maybe not. Uh, I think I got it, though. All right. Everett, Everett Junior, Junior College. College. It's Everett Junior College. Ding, ding. At Everett JC. This is a true or false question and the final question. True or false, Edmonds Community College was originally run by the same governing board as Everett Community College. True or false? Edmonds CC, home of the Tritons. It's confusing because they're both ECC, so it could be... Oh, man, I got a 50-50 chance on this. You look like you know it, Gary. Um, I don't know, do I? Gary looks mad smug over there. (laughs) You know what? It's okay. If I get this one wrong, then we tie for the day. And I'm not going backwards. I'm going to say false. I said false as well. It's true. Ooh. Dang it. Wow. Okay. Well, either way, I still came up one There's a this fun, week. There's a fun fact here. Edmonds Community College separated from EVCC in 1981 and became its own independent college. Oh, my gosh. That's cute. What were they uh, fighting about? What caused their uh, separation? Does it say anything? No, it doesn't. I think it had to, something to do with n- differences. Num- number of kids. Number. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> it was just, it just wasn't working out, you know, like they just wanted different things in life. It's, totally. It's sad, but you know, you just got to be there for your community college mm-hmm. in times of need. Totally. Hey, do you want to help support Live in Everett? You sure can. You can make a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about good things in Everett every single week. If you want to learn more, head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today. Yeah, and if you donate $5 or more, we will say your name on this podcast. And for $50, if you make a custom $50 donation, I will make fun of you live on this podcast. <laughs> Thank- the Henry <laughs> special. That's a, yeah. that's a pretty good... I would pay 50 bucks. I'll make fun of your name on this podcast for $50. Oh, okay. <laughs> so their name specifically, so you have to turn their name into a joke. Yeah. What if their name was Anne Frank? What would you do then? <laughs> I would refund the $50. <laughs> That's the right move. That is the right answer. Um, yeah, okay. for for hundred and fifty dollars, you can come into this room and just sit here. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out on the Living Room Podcast. All right, let me do this again. For five hundred dollars, you can ride me around this office <laughs> like a rhinoceros. <laughs> Bring BYO saddle. Uh, thanks for hanging out on the Live and Ever podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop a line, you sure can contact us, podcast at liveandever.com, or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to everyone from Leadership Launch, Dan Ernesty for calling in, Oliver Alfarmi for our theme music, and to our producer, Mr. Henry J. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Be careful on those Lime scooters, everybody. This is why we're Everett till the grave.